Hello and welcome to jasonnewland.com and please only listen to this recording when you can safely close your eyes because this let me bore you to sleep session may cause you to feel tired and perhaps wanting to fall asleep and also if you're watching this on YouTube also please only watch this video when you can safely close your eyes as this may cause drowsiness so that's that big long introduction to this let me bore you to sleep number 100 I think it's 104 I think it is um yep yeah. I did actually last night about what time is it about half nine I or maybe it was about twenty twenty two minutes past nine something like that and I started a live broadcast on Facebook a live video stream on Facebook and I called that Let Me Boy You to Sleep 104 live on Facebook and my intention for that was that it was going to be you know, a let me bore you to sleep and I was going to convert the video to audio and upload it to the podcasts however it wasn't a let me bore you to sleep it was just it was something different and I just decided to stop the recording after about I think I think I was there to about 39 minutes and I deleted the video afterwards because it wasn't anything I know these you could say aren't anything but they're purposely that way they're designed in a specific way to tune into that boredom limit that we all have within us where you just you cross the line and you just want to close your eyes and no part of you thinks that anything interesting is going to 
arise at any moment and you know you can still continue to listen with your eyes closed you might just decide to fall asleep because that's better than listening to me going on and on now with the video yesterday the live stream it just turned into me reading out comments that were being left on Facebook which is something that I did invite people to do and then it just seemed a bit pointless it's not something that I enjoy doing or maybe it's something that I need to be in a certain mood to do that's probably more realistic because I have done some live streams where I've had some fun there was one a, a while back not that long ago but it was just me and some people on Facebook and we I was singing a few songs and I was just acting a bit silly and that was quite fun I suppose I quite like it when things are light hearted and just gentle that's kind of where I prefer to be these days maybe I'm just getting old but I'm not interested in conflict or uh, controversial stuff or trying to do doing something for shock value I used to do that a lot when I was younger I was I was a comedian and I used to do uh, very shocking jokes purposely to, to up, not upset people but to shock them and to make them laugh but you know that was 20 at the time well plus 7 years of doing it but when I started that was 1991 January I think you'll have to check your calendar for this but I think pretty much my first ever performance in an actual comedy club was I think it was January the 23rd and it was a Wednesday evening in 1991 so maybe you can google that date to see if it's real or not well, it's going to be a real date but I don't know if it was definitely a Wednesday but I've got that date in my head the 23rd unless it was the 16th 
they weren't my first gigs because uh, I actually did a gig I entered into a competition so my very first stand-up performance was for a competition for Sky um, as a, a you may not know who they are they're uh, like uh, what are they they're a huge company actually now but they satellite television they do internet and at the time Sky was a joke people used to laugh at Sky because they had satellite dishes and uh, they couldn't even give away their services I used to work for them for a while and people didn't even want it for free. But uh, now, you know, they're really, really good and worth billions and billions and billions of dollars. So back then, this was just a really low budget television show, uh, kind of on cable or satellite, satellite channel. So I remember going along to it because it was in, where was it in? I'm sure it might be, it might have been in Croydon. But it might not have been. It was quite weird because I actually became friends with a person that won that contest. I didn't meet him at the at the contest because I didn't even get through to the television uh, episodes. Uh, I, I did some stand up, didn't know what I was doing, and then I went home, and I wasn't I wasn't allowed any further. But um, I got a couple of laughs, which was nice. I think the first one was when I said that I was a comedian. Got a laugh then. And then my second performance was earlier in the month in January 1991 because the the contest I did or entered for was in 1990. I think it was in the summer. Anyway, I went to this, I think this was a contest as well. This was a talent show in a pub. And yeah, I don't really recall much of it other than I didn't, I didn't win anything. might have even been the same week as the first proper gig I say proper gig but proper uh, stand the proper com comedy club that I went to so I think the the first one in London that I went to in January 1991 
was on a Monday, some talent show. Uh, and then I went to a place called the Comedy Cafe, which was, they had, so I didn't know it was a comedy club because I found out the details of this talent contest, which what it was, in, it was a, it was a paper called The Stage, and it was, I don't know if it was weekly or fortnightly or monthly, but it was basically specifically for actors and actresses and people in the business, you know, of performing or anything to do with stage, you know, performance, production, things like that. So I used to buy it and then look through the adverts. I think they were at the back. I think they were. Because I just got this memory because, you know, most papers that I ever really remember looking at the adverts, it's usually the adverts were at the back, aren't they? Like the... I know you get like full page adverts and uh, like half page adverts throughout the page, throughout the paper. Um, but the the listings or the uh, the free ads or the buy and sell kind of adverts, they're generally in my memory at the back or near the back. Because the right at the back is usually the sports section. So the the buying and selling or the... There's usually a collection of different things, isn't there? Uh, in a newspaper. For example... There'd be maybe... Uh, like a car section. The cars for sale maybe registration numbers for sale there'd perhaps be a section where people can sell uh, like white goods you know things like uh, kitchen appliances fridges freezers uh, uh not dustpan and brush what's it called you know you put your your dishes in dishwasher washing machine maybe uh, cooker but not all cookers are white though are they but not all washing machines are white either I've seen I've seen different coloured appliances it's a bit of prejudice really isn't it it's a bit prejudiced calling kitchen electrical equipment white goods when it's not all white but I'll be honest I don't care enough to make a Facebook page about it and to start you know starting a petition you know contacting change.org and sending the petition around to all my Facebook friends and then 
you know, just basically wasted my time with that. I don't feel the need. Another things you have in the paper. What other things do you have? They used to be, and I'll be very careful the way I, I uh, introduce this. They used to be personal services in the back of the paper, but there doesn't seem to be anymore. And in London, when I was in London, they even changed that to adult services. So I think basically what it meant is personal and adult is it was personal and it was for adults. So there wasn't anything kind of iffy about it because there's nothing iffy about being an adult, is there? It's just normal. And there'd be all these uh, adverts for... Well, I'll be honest, I didn't realise that there were so many people in East London where I was living at the time. With the need for physical massage. Because I lived there for 12 years. And considering the amount of masses, the, mass, the amount of massage services that were being offered, East London should have been the most relaxed place, the most mellow place ever. People should have just been walking around completely relaxed, all the muscles and tension gone. So I don't know kind of what happened. But there's a lot of massages, uh, therapists and services. And it wasn't just that, there was also saunas. And it's a very, it's a very healthy area really, East London. The amount of saunas that were available. You could go in there and uh, I imagine go in and have a nice sauna and get rid of the toxins out of your skin and you know as long as you drink plenty of water it'd be really really good for you to um, gain the health benefits from attending one of these saunas they're also very personal as well because that whoever set it up they'd actually they'd use their own name to make it a bit more friendly and a bit more approachable like Lulu's sauna Joanne's Joe's sauna or uh Kim, Kim's sauna. Yeah, 
Yeah, Kim saw that. I don't know who, what kind of person had that next to a Chinese takeaway. I went in there once by accident. Um, I was very embarrassed. I had to say sorry. Um, and the person behind the counter said, We don't offer massages here, this is a, this is a takeaway. So, oh, sorry. That's next door, sir. What other adverts did there used to be in the paper? I suppose it was things because in my memory I don't recall having the same kind of things as there are today. So first of all there was no internet at that time. Although the internet was around while I was in London, but it just wasn't around for the majority of the time. And even when it did come in and the internet was available, it would take about a week for a picture to, to like, you know, actually show itself on the screen with dial-up. It was very slow. It was... Uh, Yeah, it wasn't. I did like the internet when I first met it. Because for me, it was about the knowledge. It's like, oh, I remember thinking that. Oh, you can start to learn new things and. I quite liked the news websites from other parts of the world. So you can kind of get to get to see what's going on around the world without relying on the uh, the spoon feeding that the the news channels here do. Because, you know, ultimately they decide what they want us to know, what what news they want to give us, and they don't have that ability as much now as they used to, because the internet lets everybody know exactly when something's going on in another part of the world that might be of interest to some people in the world. I don't get so fascinated by presidents. It seems to be real and I wouldn't know this if it wasn't for Facebook. Andre's just jumped out of his bag. 
I think he's going to be awake. Oh, he's just done a really loud. Um, well, I won't go into it, but he's staring at me. That's it. Yeah, wipe it on the carpet. Yeah, that's a good boy. He's not going to want to go into the into his bag now. He's going to want to go outside for a walk. It's not quite time. It's going to have to wait a little while before we can do that. Oh, he's gone back into his bag. He must have heard me. I was tired earlier. I got up and I made a let me no what was it a deep sleep whisper session so I recorded that then yeah I had my breakfast and then I thought what I'll do is I'll you know do the editing upload it share it you know all that stuff And I was struggling to keep my eyes open while I was doing that. It was as if the session was being played to me, but it wasn't. Can you hear that in the background? There's some racing going on somewhere. Papers. Old jobs. They used to have job sections, didn't they? And also accommodation. That's the two things I used to use them for. Because when I was a younger man... I used to go through jobs like I don't know socks made of rice paper I don't just they just got through them very quickly always looking for a new job and the local newspaper would have the local jobs So I remember, uh, I remember when I first moved to London, I bought the Evening Standard, which was a very, very famous paper in London. It's probably the most famous paper in London, really. It's been going for a long time. And they now give it away free. It used to cost money, now it's free. And for some reason, so I remember getting it and walking because 
I was staying with my aunt, or like a cousin really, to be fair, she was my cousin, and yeah, and I was looking to get a job, but also looking to find somewhere else, well, somewhere to live, because I was only staying there temporarily. So I remember buying the paper in a newsagent's opposite Maryland train station. And then I might have bought a chocolate bar as well. I don't know. Not 100% on that because it's a very long time ago. I mean, I moved to London twice. The first time was 1989. Second time was 1991. And both times I kind of went through the same process. Except in 1991, I had a room to move into, which I'd already sorted out previously. but I didn't have a job at the time. So I just remember that probably both those times I'd be get the evening standard plus the local papers as well, walk across the traffic. Yeah, there was, it wasn't traffic lights, but it was a zebra crossing onto this kind of like a roundabout area opposite Maryland train station and there's basically three different roads one road went up to Forest Lane one road went up to Leytonstone Leytonstone High Road or Leytonstone Road and the other one led to what is this the way towards Stratford train station I can't remember what that road was called it might have been called Maryland Road Um, but it was kind of like this roundabout but not a roundabout like you'd expect there was actually stuff on it with like seats and there may have even been toilets on there I don't recall but it might not be there now it might it might just be a roundabout with grass and flowers and a sign saying that this roundabout is sponsored by I don't know, the Gnome Society or I don't know it's VD clinics different places don't they uh, sponsor roundabouts no one's ever asked me if I wanted to sponsor a roundabout it's never come up ever in conversation 
I once ever said, you know, Tay Juicy. I said, yeah. You ever, ever fa fancy, uh, you know? No, you know what? You know. No. What, what are you getting at? Well, I just wonder if you fancy, uh, you know. No, I do not know. Did not know before, do not know now. Please explain yourself succinctly. Yeah, I thought about sponsoring a roundabout. And when I heard that, it reminded me of the Elvis song, Roustabout. And how you could just change the word to roundabout. And it'd still be a really cool song. You know, I'm just a roundabout. Drifting from town to town. Yeah. I mean, it was a roundabout, but it wasn't really. And then the other side of the roundabout, if you walk straight across it, there is... There was a place I used to go to, which was a massage parlour. But it wasn't a massage parlour, not... Um, it wasn't a massage parlor, it was a health spa. And I didn't start going there until 1998, probably. Because before that, it was, I think it was a snooker hall. And then they closed it and they, they opened it up as a, a spa, like a health spa. But it was a naturist health spa. So everybody in there was naked, apart from me. So I made sure that I covered my bits up. me jewellery you know me me ring and me other jewellery just kind of, you know I just make sure I cover myself up but only downstairs the rest um, was fine or maybe I wore a dressing gown but I wasn't there for that I wasn't really there to to see the the men sitting down and laying down on the deck chairs uh, just freely being free I mean I'm good luck to anyone that wants to just relax and let it all hang out but I was there because I had a back problem and I wanted to have a massage and Basically, what happened in I think it was nineteen ninety-five. I reckon I was yeah, I was 
there was this big building and I was doing a job and all we were doing was moving furniture into each room and it was for nurses student nurses and it was snowy and it was icy it was very cold and I picked up bit of furniture and I felt something in my back just rip and I was just stuck there for about 20 minutes couldn't move but eventually I just had to keep going and uh, had problems for, for years after that so I was trying to loosen it up and just make it feel a bit better which is why I went to the this uh, therapeutic massage place and it was just up the road from where I lived so it was handy and they also had a well I got shown around what they had, they had a sauna they had a what's that bath the bath with bubbles um Jacuzzi, that's it, jacuzzi. The thing is, when I went in there, I honestly did not know it was a naturist place. I didn't know. I had no idea. But I did, because it was very open and it was, uh, I think it had prices for the massage and the different types of massage. I could see that it was a genuine place you know because it's sort of head and shoulders massage and um, you know different parts and uh, you know sort of um, I think they might have done reflexology uh, cock and balls you know just general difference proper therapist therapy stuff and I so I went in there knowing that it was genuine I'm making a much bigger deal of this than I need to but you know I just it was a genuine place but it was also a naturist place that included the staff which I didn't realise um, and that was not the reason I went in the first time and I repeat that sentence it was not the reason I went in there the first time but subsequent times um, I'll be waiting for a massage and uh, I got to know a couple of the masses there because uh, it was really good for my back it just really helped so much and I've always had issues with uh, stress and stuff so it really helped me a lot I'd love to be able to have a massage every every week or every you know twice a week or something a full body massage but it's too expensive I can't can't afford to do stuff like that but it'd just be wonderful and should be on the NHS it should be available to everyone if everybody had a massage every t twice a week 
right from an early age I think we I think we'd have a, d a different kind of society perhaps so I got shown around when I first went there a lady came over and said would you like I'll show you around the 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 different places you know the, the the facilities I'm not sure if there was a gym there I think there was a gym there as well um, as well as a Tony and a Paul ba boom 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 uh, but she she took my hand and kind of led me into the the area where there was a sauna show but she was she didn't have anything on and I noticed that you know I tried not I tried not to notice and she said it was alright to wear shorts or a dressing gown but you can't wear clothes um, and then she we got into the jacuzzi the bubble bath thing and it was only me and her there And she was just asking me what I was looking for, and I said I just explained about my back and looking to just get a bit of uh, relaxation because relaxing isn't something that I was ever really very good at when I was a younger man. I wasn't the most relaxed. Uh, And yeah, I'd, I'd had a lot of issues with stress and anxiety and stuff. Anyway, so I went to the. I said, yeah, I was sitting in this jacuzzi with her. She said, oh, should we get out now? And I had to say to her that I can't. I said, well, could we. But I couldn't say I can't. Um, but because I was also sort of sitting on one of the pressure things where you know where the water blows in and that was having a well, was having an effect but I just it looked like I was farting it really did all the bubbles coming right up near me but it was very very awkward and I mean she was I think she was oblivious to well there's no reason why she would know but the effect that uh, I was having or she was having on me because I was a young man and uh, you know sometimes I could I could get turned on by a sandcastle, you know, it didn't take much at times, you know, 
sometimes you know a certain configuration of clouds could make me feel horny it's like, oh it looks like boobies so you know so that's that's just the way it is but or the way it was not now I'm very much more of a mature man ish but here's a weird one I went into because I had to lock my clothes in a locker went into the locker room got my clothes got dressed and was just about to leave the room and there was a lady standing there and she was naked completely naked sounds like a fantasy but it's true it's a different different lady as well and she said to me can you please take my clothes off I need them no she didn't she said oh, hello I said hello you alright she said yeah you and I real felt a connection with her like I'd wanted to I did kind of go over and talk to her and say so, well I better go now but the weird thing about it is she'd, if she'd have had clothes on I possibly would have asked her if she wanted to go out for a drink or something but because she was completely naked I didn't feel very confident to do that so I'm kind of pleased that we wear clothes not only for that reason but just you know because they do keep us warm plus they hide the bits you don't want to be seen she was lovely and I just kind of lovely personality really like like talking to her but I didn't I couldn't ask her out because it was just such a weird situation anyway the place ended up getting closed and well clo I don't know why they closed maybe I think the the building the people that owned the building wanted to turn it into a hotel or something like that so I never actually it was I didn't know I was going to talk about my 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 life as a nudist or a naturist I never really classed myself as being a naturist but I used to be I used to go to a naturist club for probably about six, seven months generally once a week just for the massage I didn't bother I might have gone into the sauna but 
been in saunas a couple of times and each time I've been in the sauna a man's voice starts talking to me and it's usually completely black can't, can't see a single thing in the sauna the ones that I've been in and I just don't know where uh, spatially I can't get my head around where I am and where they are and yeah so I kind of you know leave very quickly that was quite a nice place though I did actually do a massage course myself let me just have a little drink Two thousand and two, and after I'd sort of become ill, I started looking at maybe changing my lifestyle a bit, and I decided to do a massage course the following year, which I did. So it's a holistic therapy course started it in probably September 2003 and it was like reflexology Indian head massage full body massage and something else as well I forget but also anatomy uh, was part of the course so I learnt some reflexology and I learnt the full body massage uh, as well as practicing on civilians as well and I was pretty good at the massage it's, it's quite easy really it's, it's, it's you know it's not that complicated it is hard work though I was very surprised at how much physical effort goes into massaging someone. And uh, so I left the course, but I'd learned a lot before I le before I left. I didn't learn the Indian head massage. And yeah, so that was the, and I think there was the other things that they might have covered that I didn't do, uh, like anatomy, some of the anatomy stuff. Um, So yeah, that was uh, something that I wasn't expecting to tell anybody about ever. I forgot all about it. 
the not the massage course but the naturist club that I used to go to because I'm not really a naturist I suppose we all are when we're kids because it's natural to run around and we're not we don't have the self-consciousness of adults or teenagers I suppose uh, there's there's a point isn't there I think when we sort of suddenly realise oh wait a minute everyone can see me knob you know it's it kind of there's a point and Yes, I quite liked I quite liked that place. But at the same time I was a little bit a little bit nervous about it. I was not really sure what they were it's like what are they really up to? What are they really up to? <laughs> but they weren't up to anything. It was just a bunch of people that were just relaxing. Really just relaxing and it was relaxing they even had a television so for people that were just going there to have a drink I think they might have even made food I don't know that would be the kind of place I'd quite like to go to somewhere to go and have a drink and go and have something to eat and because you can't hide you can't really put on a yes I did notice that you can't really put on a, a fake personality when you're naked you kind of got no choice but to just be yourself when everything is on show Saturday today I'm recording this it's one minute to five in the evening and I know or in the afternoon I know that Andre and he's listening as soon as I say his name his ears pop up guaranteed he's listening to me in fact the second I stand up he'll run out of his bag I know that's what he does I can predict his behaviour sometimes because all he wants really is to go outside and roll around in the mud the wet grass and just do his thing he 
loves being outside especially when it's nice I mean even though it's not sunny or particularly warm it's still mild today a little bit of a wind but it's still mild he loves a bit of breeze to Zondre. <laughs> 